so from 1988 there's George Kerr and Love Won't Let Me Wait I'm joining the studio by Dean Anderson this evening and uh, we're going to be talking to George Kerr because hopefully George is on the line hello George I'm very well, thank you. I'm fine, and yourself? Yeah, very good, thank you. Uh, thank you very much for coming to, to um, dialing in and talking to us. Really looking forward oh, to this fine. chat. We've we've been playing your uh, we've we've got a two hour show, uh, George, with uh, all the music that you wrote and performed, either wrote or performed. And of course, uh, you've had a, a big prolific career as a as a ranger, and uh, yeah. So it, where did it all start? Well. Um West Palm Beach, Florida, by way of Osceola, Georgia. Right. I started to write songs when I was seven, uh, words, and then when I was about 13 years old, the music started to come to me. Right. And when I was about 14 years old, I started to hear horns, strings, flute. Wow. Are you, are you from a musical family? Yeah, no, yeah. Just my father was um, singing a quartet, a gospel quartet. Oh, Everyone right. can sing in my family. I mean, that's uh, kind of... Uh, good evening, George. It's Dean Anderson here from uh, uh, a friend of Ada's. It's uh, just great to be on the other side of the uh, microphone just listening to you. Uh, you know, you guys over there are so lucky. You sing gospel and you learn music the real way mm. at an early age. And, yes. you know, the, the instrumentation, I mean, instruments, Were you? did you sort of self-teach or were you, you know, schooled in uh, playing instruments? Well, you know... Um it's amazing that I hear those songs, but I don't play an instrument, but I hum the, mo the majority of the songs All that right. I wanted, and I was blessed with some of the greatest arrangers around, yeah. uh -huh. and they was able to capture the things that I, that I hummed to them, and then they put their own thing to it, and then it was such a beautiful mix marriage, I guess you say. Yeah, lovely. Brilliant. And so you formed a, a vocal harmony band called the Serenaders. Yes. Uh, when I came out of school back in the, and I must have, I think it was what, 53, um, I formed a little singing group by the name of the Serenaders, and I had a, a few hits on Oh, on brilliant, this. yeah. Serenaders, really, What's really that? early Motown sound. What? So what was the hits that you were, uh, the first one, George? There was two sets of Serenaders. Mm -hmm. One set uh, was with uh, my brother, Howard Curry, and uh, Bobby Jones, but right. then the latter was Sidney Barnes, uh -huh. Timothy uh, Wilson Sidney as well. Wilson. Yeah, 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 and myself. Lovely. So, did yeah. your brother? Did your brother mind you taking the name of the Serenades? <laughs> he had it first. <laughs> No, I, think, I think that was wrapped up, wasn't it? The, the, the original <laughs> serenaders were wrapped up, yeah. and then you, uh, you launched just it again. Relaunched it, didn't you? The Timothy yeah. Sidney, with your brother's blessing, I'm sure, George. Yeah, <laughs> right, right. Well, I did. You know, I did the latter serenaders. I did with Motown. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. that's right because uh, tell tell me the story. I, I was uh, fortunate enough to see you at Blackpool last year at the International Soul uh, Festival, and uh, I, I listened to the question and answer session on the Saturday afternoon. Very, very interesting. And uh, I was particularly interested in you was telling us about um, the Serenaders when when Motown opened a publishing office in New York. Yes. Well, so tell me Motown about that. Opened a publishing company, and I I read in the newspaper that they were opening up a New York office, and they were looking for songwriters and. And uh, artists. Mm -hmm. I went. I went and got Timothy Wilson, Howard Curry, and um, this other guy. What, 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 Sydney. Yeah. And we went to audition, and uh, so happened that Barry Gordy 
was there, but he had a newspaper in his hands, and he didn't, you know, and it's almost in his face. Right. Down and everything, and we were singing and for Ray Gordy, his wife. Uh-huh. So oh, yeah. after we finished singing the songs, uh, uh, Ray Gordy turned to him and says, Barry, I think I really like them. And when she said, Barry, we almost <laughs> Jelly legs, yeah, absolutely. Fantastic. And they loved that they loved us so much until they signed us right on the spot. Yeah. And um and shipped us to Detroit uh-huh. and we did um four songs and they said say they w- was gonna start a new label, the VIP label. VIP, oh, right. yeah, of course, yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh we did that, but it was a Motown uh, production. Yeah. So, so George, can I ask you? You, you you're the serenaders who did "Tears Nobody on a Smile." That uh, wonderful thing that was an issue. Did, was, was that your brother? Because that is quite I'm early. I'm gonna believe this. Tears so, nobody. But, yeah. And a, oh, yeah. Demo yeah. That yeah. We did Brilliant. Send back to Detroit for, for some of the Detroit artists to do. Yeah. That right. was just a, that was the demo. We did. We must have did about must must I I would say about. 300 de- demonstration records yeah. in mm-hmm. Detroit. Yeah, I mean, that, that one turned up on a studio acetate that I had a copy of it a few years ago, and uh, my friend's got that one now, and uh, I, I love that record. It's just wonderful, brilliant record. Great stuff. Um, so, uh, you were with the Serenades, and at what point did you front Little Anthony in the, in the Imperials? Well, it's a, it's, that's, a, that's a story, too. Um, I looked and I saw in the Jet magazine that little Anthony was leaving the Imperial, uh-huh. and um, Sidney Barnes and I went up to audition. Right. So when we went up, when we went, uh, we went in there, must have been about 20 guys was there that was going to audition for the lead. So um, these guys auditioning, the audition, and audition, and it got down to me and Sidney Barnes. Wow. <laughs> and, um, and when we came back, uh, Richard want, wanted me to sing um, uh, Tears on My Pillow. Right. And then he wanted Sidney to sing Tears on My Pillow. Then he said it wanted me to do another song. Then he wanted Sidney to do another song. Then it fell down, then I won out yeah. over Sidney. And then I told Sidney later on, I said, Sidney, I know I was going to beat you out. He said, he said, Hot, I said, I know you could outsing me, man. I said, but Richard... Richard could only play in one key, and it happened to be my key. Oh, yeah. fantastic. Smacking the centre oh, brilliant. brilliant, yeah. Good stuff. Uh, right, so it was whilst you was with Motown that you started writing under a pseudonym, wasn't it? Yes. Uh, what we did, we, we uh, wrote, uh, I don't know how many songs, and then they moved me, when they closed down the New York office, they moved me and my family to Detroit, got me a home down there, and they told me they wanted me to learn. You know, I was a diamond in the rough. Mm-hmm. And they wanted me to come down just to, you know, to listen and learn. Right. And um, so I did a, a, a couple of songs. People don't even know. They didn't give me a chance down there at that, that particular time. So I went over to the Golden World, which was a no-no. Yeah. I produced the song, I Have Faith in You, on... Ah, oh, Edwin Starr. Yeah, and uh, I put my wife's maiden name on it because I was exclusive with Motown. Uh-huh. And then I produced, I used the Motown musicians, <laughs> I used the Andantes, who were the, the background Back singers vocals. on everything yeah. that Motown did. Yeah. I used everybody. And yeah. I couldn't put my name on it. 
Yeah. So Moonlighting, I think we call that. Record, <laughs> there's no, no producer, but when you see Debbie Hobson, that's my wife's name. All right, yes, Wesleyan. Lovely, lovely. Edwin Starr holds a very dear place to uh, the hearts of people around Newark because he, he lived here for many years. Well, not in Newark, yeah, but in just, Redford. Just down the road, yeah. Yeah, uh -huh. about, about 17 miles away. So, uh, lovely, lovely man. Always had a smile. Yeah. Bless him. I mean, George, because you were kind of writing those things, were you not scared that your style would be uh, kind of obvious and stand out and people might say, yeah, yeah, hey, that's George Kerr? Yeah. You know, because, I mean, everyone has a distinctive style, don't mm -hmm. they, putting stuff across? You think that I had a... A distinguished style? Distinctive. 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 And distinguished. Yeah, and just, yeah, you know, because <laughs> you know, if you're writing things and putting your stuff out there, people recognise it. Hey, yeah, that's one of George Kerr's. You, you, you can tell. Yeah, yeah, and you have to be worried that Barry Gordon think, hey, what, what's that? That's one of George's things, yeah. you know, and come running after you or something. <laughs> well, uh, you know, it was amazing. When I went to um, England last year, Blackpool, yeah. and uh, I didn't have a clue that those people like my music yeah. over there. Uh, yeah. So Surprise. when I went over there and I did the question and answers, I had so many people that were there to hear what I had to say, and they was asking me different questions. Yeah. And then when I got ready to, um, when we finished, I took my book and uh, they set up, we set up a table, and I started to uh, sell my book. And, and it I sold out. I could not believe how those people bought my book and how they liked my music. Yeah. Some of them say I touched their souls. Some of them say they had children on some of the songs yeah. they had written. I, I remember it because I was in the queue for the book and you sold out before <laughs> yeah. I got to the end, so I need to do a bit of mail order there. Anyway, uh, the people at Blackpool were very pleased to see you. We'll talk about that in a moment, um, because okay. uh, you've written so many classics, not least this next one. Fancy working with Linda Jones, one of the all-time most soulful women I've ever heard. So, George, I'm just going to play one of the tracks, one of the many tracks that you wrote for Linda. There we go, another track from the pen of... George Kerr, Linda Jones, Just Can't Live My Life. That never fails to fill the floor. Great tune, George. Thank you very much. Um, so, uh, Linda Jones, I mean, I say I've got a bit of a soft spot for uh, female soulful voices. Absolutely. And, yeah. um, uh, and you've worked with all three of my favourites, Linda Jones, Debbie Taylor and Alice Clark. Fantastic. I mean, did you meet all three? Were you working closely with them? I assume, well, I know that you met Linda because I heard you tell the story of Hypnotised. Right, right. Well, Debbie Taylor, a friend of mine that was working for uh, RCA at the time, mm -hmm. was, and he had, he said, George, I have this female I would like for you to um, to listen to. Maybe you would like to record her. So when I went and listened to her, I liked her style. So then I said, yes, I would like to do it. So I did four tracks on her. Right. It turned out to be real big over there. I mean, the thing is over here, George, I bet you were really overwhelmed and surprised that people must have been telling you things about you that you'd forgotten mm. and about the things you'd done that you said, wow, how do they know all this? Because, you know, there's a lot of real hardcore people who, who follow people like George Kerr and know so much about George Kerr. It must be kind of strange with these guys telling all these things when you met them in Blackpool. There were so many people that I met and they just came up and they just wanted to touch my hand. They just yeah. wanted to... I could not believe it. I never dreamt anyone knew anything about me in England over there. I never, I never dreamt it. Yeah, well, it's 
great. Yeah, uh, you made great. a lot of people very happy on, uh, on that Saturday, especially to get an insight. I mean, these people have been collecting for, um, I don't know, 30, for, 40, 40 years. years yeah. uh, and to get the inside story on the tracks that have been so close to the heart, that, have, that I mean, this music is something that takes you somewhere and it holds a memory, especially if it wasn't, um, yeah, if it was more underground. Absolutely. And, yeah. and to hear the story behind it, fantastic. Anyway, um, I want to talk to you about Debbie Taylor, uh, because there's a track that she did that was unreleased until uh, last year, I think it was, that actually got brought out by, um, I think it was by The Moments, a tune called All That I Have. Do you remember it? Yeah. What a voice, what a great track that was. I'm glad you liked it. Yeah, absolutely. How come that didn't get released? Because that must have been about 1968, I would have thought, but, um, right, or 69. Have, have bypass that one for some reason yeah well sometimes it's just not right for the time is it and then tastes say, change yeah. doing so much at the time uh, i mean yeah, yeah mm. the, the things that i'm buying now because <laughs> i'm a lot older and slower and nothing like the things that i was flinging myself around yeah, the dance floor exactly, to yeah. when i was 20 years old but uh, oh what a beautiful voice absolute gold right so um uh, the next track then george is uh, talking about uh, debbie taylor because she fronted um oh no, she fronted hesitations didn't she mm. now this is the what knows <laughs> and a track that you've chosen for us to play this is i'll erase away your pain beautiful there's the whatnots from 1971 and a tune called i'll erase away your pain listen to me ad crampton and dean anderson in the studio tonight talking to a very special guest george curd george thanks for uh, thanks for dialing in george yes Lovely. Uh, so we just played the Whatnots uh, on on Stang, of course, which was um, a subsidiary of All Platinum, because uh, you uh, you work with uh, Sylvia Robinson quite um, uh, quite a lot. Prolific, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Things, yeah. On yeah. on the All Platinum label, she was uh, she was a big wheel in a day, wasn't she? Bless her. Yes. Yes. Pushed yes. the boundaries of music. I mean, she's she's regarded as the mother of hip hop, from what I've That's read. That's right. Yeah. Right. If, if it wasn't for uh, Miss Robinson, it was what big known as hip hop. Yeah. She mm. was the first. She was the first. Yeah, yes. wow, absolutely. Yeah. Out of New Jersey. Um, so, uh, right, we, we actually met, you and I, last year in the Blackpool International Soul Festival. What a great event that was. I say 3,000 people packed into that hall to listen to um, to the stars and also to yourself. Uh, so, yes. tell, tell us mean, about I, that experience. I could not believe it. Man, I looked at uh, 3,000 people, all them people come up and everything. And I mean, it was just incredible. I just... It, I couldn't believe it. And the people dance, all those people dancing to, 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 to my music, too. You know, I couldn't believe it. It Great was stuff. amazing. Great stuff. Well, I'll tell you, it's, it, you, you set the uh, the standard because next year, or rather this year, they've actually doubled the capacity. They've sold in 6,000 yeah, tickets. And uh, and the guests, um, built on the success of last year, the guests this year are uh, Patty Austin, Margie Joseph, Eloise Laws, Anne Sexton, and Nolan Porter. So... Uh, what a treat. Great. That's really, really great. Yeah. It's, um, who's doing questions and answers? I think it was from Motown, Holland, Holland. Oh, I don't know. Brian Holland? I don't know. I don't know. Not, no, I'm not sure about that. Um, I mean, you were with Richard Serling uh, over the, the weekend. weekend. Did he yeah, mention anything? He, he didn't. He, he talked about this year's event, uh, this forthcoming event that you just mm -hmm. mentioned, but no, I didn't know. No, I didn't, uh, no, I didn't get that far into conversation oh, with him, but yeah. Do you have any plans to come back to the UK, uh, George? You know, I'm going to come back over uh, next year. Oh, fantastic. I'm going to come over next year because uh, I had told Sterling um, that I would, you know, I would definitely come over. Good. Because he good. would want to bring me back. Yeah. So I'm going to go back. I love those people. I, I didn't want to leave. 
<laughs> good. Good, good. That's good, that's good. But, you know, I mean, uh, you know, it, it, the people over here, uh, George, have listened to that music and danced to the music, and now you've got grandchildren yeah dancing to the music their grandparents were, were dancing to you know 40 years ago so you know a thing that we thought maybe dying is getting stronger and stronger and things like the blackpool festival and the accessibility to people like you on facebook is just giving it another uh well, it takes life. it to another level doesn't yeah, it absolutely. because yeah because you can actually meet your your, your heroes and the people yeah. that you grew up with although although you don't see the people and and the love that was uh, you know about the time but these these things really mean a lot to yeah. so and it's nice and the thing that Richard's doing as well, you know, talking to him, he wants to make sure the people who, who were who we were dancing to are getting some reward from that. Yes, because a lot of the that's guys important. have had nothing out of it. No. Now, you, you hear so many uh, sad stories of um, of soul stars who die in poverty. And, yeah. uh, it, it's, you know, once they've finished making con records and contracts, then they're just left their own yeah, devices. Working in that's a supermarket. Yeah, absolutely. You know, whatever, yeah. I, I mean, there was a, a lady who was murdered, wasn't murdered, there? Yeah, on the, um, on the I forget street, her name yeah. now, bless her. But, um, so she was sleeping rough, poor girl. Yeah. So, yes, it's good that the artists get some reward and um, and get some recognition back, uh, like a second win. That's, that's a good thing. Um, right, what else are we talking about? So, I want to talk to you. We've only got, we've got 40 seconds before we have to go into the news. Will you uh, be able to uh, hang on until the news is finished and we'll talk to you some more? Yeah, that's fine. Great, because I'd like to talk to, uh, I'd like to let people know about the book that you've got on the way out. This this is the famous book that I queued for on Saturday afternoon at Blackpool, and uh, and you'd sold out. So, uh, yes, I'd like to hear all about that, please, but not too much. You don't want to give too much away, just enough to keep them uh, Yeah, just hanging. whet the appetite, George, and then people are going to buy more copies, that's it. Fantastic. They are another modern soul anthem. Connie Laverne, not written by, but this time produced by George Kerr. Do you remember that one, George? Yes, I do remember that. I, I seemed like just yesterday. Oh, great tune. Great That's track. Tr great track. So, you're listening to me, A.D. Crampton, uh, here on Radio Newark, with um, Dean Anderson in the studio and George Kerr on the phone. George, thanks so much for uh, for talking to us yeah, this evening. Giving you some precious time, George. That's I really right, appreciate yeah. it. Um, so, tell us, uh, I mentioned that I met you at Blackpool and I was in the queue for a, a book. You've written a book on your uh, on your life and times. Tell us about that. Yes, uh, I got a regular book, and I also have a three-CD set audio book. Right. I have uh, over 100 songs playing while I tell my life story. Wow. And, uh, I mean, and this guy, Jonathan Williams, you know, he was, you know, he was with the rim shots. You oh, the rim, the rim shots, yeah, yeah, yeah. Brilliant, yeah. Well, I'm sitting here with the, uh, Jonathan Williams, who was the lead. He, you know, he played a lead uh, uh, bass, and it was his group. I'm sitting here with him right now. Evening, Jonathan. Here. Jonathan, say hello to Jonathan. Yeah, come on, Jonathan. <laughs> hey, this is Jonathan Williams. How do you do? Hey, good evening, Jonathan. Greetings from England. Hello, how are you? Very well, thank you. I uh, hope I've not uh, interrupted your uh, busy afternoon today. Thanks very much for getting in touch with us and uh, uh, giving us uh, some of your time. Yes, my pleasure. Great. So, what what are you both working on at the moment? Are you, have you uh, met for a, a business meeting? Well, we usually do things in the studios, like off and on. And I was working with George when he did his audio CD. Mm -hmm. That was a lot of fun. And then put it together, helped put the whole thing together. Because I'm also an engineer, also a bass player. Ah, lovely. Engineer. Lovely. So, uh, we've been knowing each other for years and, and working together for years. And, 
It was a pleasure to work with George on a project. I mean, what can I say? Yeah, brilliant. Will, will there be um, any more uh, any more output, musical output from uh, from George or yourself? Are you, are you working on anything at the moment? Any any music? Beg pardon? Are you working on any any new music at the moment? Yeah. Well, you know, I just finished um, the, the Ray Goodman and Brown. I got a, a single that I'm coming out with Ray Goodman and Brown in about six weeks. And uh, Jonathan was a part of that. He helped me with that. And uh, so what, I think it's one of, one of the best things that I've done. I think you guys going to really love it once, Good. once it comes out. Good. Well, when it comes out, if you get it across here, we'll give it some play. Absolutely. And who's putting that out? What label is that going out on, George? Is that your own? Well, right at the particular moment, um, I think I may go through, you know, um, Leland Robinson. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I go through Leland. You know Leland, uh, Joe Robinson, Celia's son. Right. Yes, so, yeah, there's a lot of good names there kicking around. A lot of, <laughs> yeah, wow. Fantastic. Um, so, Troy Keys. You, uh, you worked with Troy Keys and uh, wrote a couple of songs for him, George. I'm right. Uh, Love Explosion and a lot of the other songs, the Love Explosion was, uh, was uh, w one of the big ones that I had yeah. with him. And uh, I'm getting ready. It's amazing you said that. I'm getting ready to do Troy again. All right. Yeah, and I'm getting ready to do Evan. I'm gonna do some things on Evan. Right. You know, he just left the stylistic, the lead singer. All right. Okay. Yeah. Wow. So I'm getting ready to do him. Also. Lovely. Lovely, because there's, there's quite a lot of new music coming out from um, sort of 70s and 60s artists and the flying out the door. They, they only tend to, uh, or at least the ones that I've been buying, uh, are on short production runs, probably five or six hundred, but uh, they're very, very well received. Uh -huh. So just keep doing what you're doing. Yes, well, definitely. I'm definitely going to do that. And I just want to make mention of that book. Yes. Uh, that book uh, that I have tells, I mean, it tells my life story and... The songs are playing behind it, mm -hmm. it's just great. Jonathan did a fantastic engineering job uh, with it. That way you can be able to hear the songs and you can be able to hear what I'm saying yeah, at the same time. Great so stuff. Yeah, and I, I presume the songs are done in sequence with the, the, in, in, with the timeline then, you know, the earliest ones first, etc., etc. Is that how you've done it, George? Or I just want to say you can pick, they can pick it up at George Kerr Music. Dot com. Oh, right, yeah. georgekerrmusic.com. Fantastic. A lot of people have signed up for that, George. Yeah, georgekerrmusic.com. Okay. Yeah. Lovely. Right, we're going to play uh, Troy Key's Love Explosions. George, thank you very much for uh, giving hey. us your time this evening. Really appreciate it. And I would just would like to say I love those people over there. They just treat me like I'm God. And I love them. So I just want to say to all your listeners, thank you very, very, very much for liking my music. Oh, yeah. Thank you yeah. for the music. Yeah, thank you. For, yes, and George, I can assure you that uh, our listeners haven't heard the last of George Kerr. We'll be seeing you up close and personal again, I'm sure, and we'll keep listening to your music. So uh, thank you, George Kerr. Absolutely. Thank you, thank you very much for your time. We love you. 